the hymn we sang earlier, uh, the last verse said, nor we alone, thy loved ones all complete and glory round thee there with joy shall meet all like thee for thy glory like thee, Lord, object supreme of all by all adored. Truly, we have a supreme hope in Christ, and he is the supreme object of our faith. I wanted to just look at that word supreme. Um, the highest. Lift it up. Nothing else compares. This week I was... Um, in my Bible study, just looking at the book of Philippians. And every once in a while, I kind of go down one of those rabbit trails, looking at a specific word or something like that. And it was, I got really interested in this one word from Philippians 3. It's a word in the original language that only appears five times in the New Testament, and three of those times are in the book of Philippians. Um, and it's a word, it's uh, in Greek, it's hyper echo. So it's a word that means surpassing or supreme or far above. And we have it three times in Philippians. So this morning, I thought we could just look at a supreme purpose, a supreme position, and a supreme peace. And just as a way of organizing our thoughts and looking at these three passages in the book of Philippians where we see that word, this idea of surpassing or raised up to a supreme place it occurs three times. And so we're going to see in those three passages a supreme purpose that we have as believers, a supreme place or position that we take as a believer, and a supreme peace that we can have in Christ. So the first one we'll look at is in Philippians 3. This is a familiar verse to us. And it's interesting. I think one of the reasons I got interested in this word is that it's kind of hard to translate. And so different Bible translations will render these verses differently, all three of these verses. But uh, this is Philippians 3, verse, well, I'll read verse 7, but it's, it's in verse 8. And Paul is talking about all of the maybe the reasons he would have to boast in all of his accomplishments and all the good things he had done in his life and all the righteousness perhaps that he had felt he had earned in the presence of God. But when he met Christ, everything changed. And in verse seven, it says, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. 
For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. We can see some of those thoughts that we've had in our hymns this morning. But the thought this morning is to focus on that one verse, verse 8, where Paul was able to say, to look at his life and look at all the different things he could pursue, all the goals or ambitions he might have. And he basically says, I count all of those things as a loss, a complete, um, I'm just setting them off to the side. Why? Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. This is the supreme purpose for the believer. We have Lots of things that we do during the day, during the week, during our lives. But the supreme goal or supreme purpose of our hearts should be to know Christ Jesus, to pursue a deeper knowledge of him. Because as we do that, we are transformed into his likeness. And so that's our surpassing or supreme purpose as believers. And what is that going to look like on a day-to-day basis? What effect is, is having that purpose in mind? What effect is that going to have on the way we live? And that takes us to the second one. It's in the previous chapter, Philippians 2. And here we find a supreme position. And it's it's ironic, really, how it works. This is in Philippians 2, verse 3. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant or supreme or surpassing than yourselves. Count others more significant than yourselves. When we follow Christ, we begin to lift others into that supreme position. In other pursuits as human beings, whether it's at work or in relationships or or just acquaintances or organizations that we might belong to, our goal is always to climb the ladder. You might have heard that phrase before. I'm going to climb the ladder. The ladder of success. I want to take that supreme position. But for us who follow Christ, the supreme place is given to the other. And that's going to affect everything about our lives because there's always others in our lives to consider. They might be family members. They might be that person at work. They might be our neighbor. They might be a stranger that we come across, someone who offends us. If we follow Christ, 
if we have that supreme purpose in mind of getting to know him more, follow him more clearly and, and nearly, then what's going to happen is we will begin to give others the supreme place. We'll lift them up, consider their needs before our own. That can be difficult. Of course, it's difficult. But we always have the Lord Jesus as our example. Because in the next few verses, verses four, uh, 5 through 11, we see that's exactly what the Lord Jesus did. Here was someone who literally is supreme. There is nothing higher than him. He has that highest place. And yet, he didn't hold on to that higher place. But instead, he stooped down. He bent down took the lower place and raised up his creation, lifted them up out of the dust. It's a beautiful picture that we have of the life that you and I are supposed to lead. So may we strive in our lives not to take the supreme position that the world would give us, but to realize that that belongs to the other. And if we did that, our families would be transformed. Our assemblies would be transformed. There could be no division. There could be no conflict in an assembly where each one is putting the other's interests above his own. There could be no uh, divisive fighting in a family where each member is constantly saying, How can I? honor the other person? How can I view them as being in that surpassing position? This is the secret. It's the secret to peace. It's the secret to a life well-lived. So might we pursue it? And then finally, if you turn to chapter four, we find that the result of such a life is a supreme peace. These are all really beautiful Verses to meditate on from chapter three, chapter two, and here from in chapter four. Um, so I'll just read uh, just one verse here from chapter four. For, well, yeah, verse six. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, as we have those other two verses in front of us, it might lead to a little anxiety. We might say, oh, I can't do it. I can't live that kind of life. There's a lot of other things that I value more than knowing Jesus. There's a lot of ways that I'm maybe living, I'm not living up to that ideal. Then when we turn to our relationships and we see the goal that I'm always going to be thinking of someone else's interests above my own, I just start shaking my head and saying, I can't do it. And it can bring anxiety and fear and a sense of failure. I can't live up to that. Well, what we find in chapter four is helpful 
Because what we do is we take all those anxieties to the Lord. The first step is to want these things to be true, to desire that this would be my supreme purpose, that I could give over the supreme position to the others. And then what, what do we do? We take those things to the Lord in prayer. In all things, that I would bring these things to the Lord with all prayer and supplication. And the result is going to be that a supreme peace is going to guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. First of all, a supreme peace is going to settle into my mind. I don't know about you guys, but a lot of times my mind is racing. I jump from thought to thought. Um, and some of those thoughts aren't good. They lead to anxiety. They lead to stress, worry, and fear. This supreme peace can guard your mind and my mind. And what about our hearts? Our hearts are sometimes broken. Our emotions run wild and rampant. They take us, one minute we feel ecstatic, and then the next minute we're just completely down in the dumps and depressed. But as we bring our requests to the Lord, this supreme peace can settle into our hearts and guard our hearts in Christ Jesus. So I pray that this morning we can take this encouragement from the letter to the Philippians to have a supreme purpose in front of us, a supreme ambition to know Christ, to live that out by giving supreme place or position to the other people in our lives, and then to finally experience that supreme and far surpassing peace as we commit everything to the Lord in prayer. For his glory and his name's sake. Amen. 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 Amen.